What's up, baby? Do you still do that podcast thing? Appreciate you. So, happy Valentine's Day, baby. Baby, I love you. Don't you notice? You the reason why I wrote this way. Everything else feels hopeless. You put it all back in focus. When I'm sad and I want to cry, I can take a look into your eyes. To your surprise, just realize you make me glad to be alive. Made you smile many times. Made you cry plenty times. Apologize every time. Need me, call me anytime. Together this world can be ours. Get the money and get the power. Give you candy, gifts and flowers. Then caress you in the shower. Got big plans for the future. I'm your man. I just can't lose it. Do I gotta prove it to you the right way is how I do you. Need a real woman by my side. Filled with love and a lot of pride. Don't keep your feelings up inside. Express them to me and never hide. I'm not perfect, but I'm worth it. More to you than just your surface. All your kisses and your wishes making me feel all so nervous. Don't wanna live without you. There's something that's so real about you. I can't explain. You take my pain. My love for you is nothing but true. All the love I feel inside is keeping me alive. When I look into your eyes, it's keeping me alive. Whenever I see your smile, it's keeping me alive. Thoughts of us having a child, it's keeping me alive. Don't wanna be like Bonnie and Clyde, cause they already done died. Anticipate our wedding date, the day you become my bride, cause I need you in my life. Plus, I see you as my wife. Our love don't have no price. Kiss and hug at night, that's right. I love your waist and your thighs. Love your face and your eyes. Your taste make me rise like a cake between your thighs. Never experienced real love until I finally met you. Cause you special, can't forget you. When you gotta go, it's hard to let you come back. Don't be long, you know I miss you when you gone. I can't kiss you when you gone. I won't hit you, that'll be wrong. Dilemmas like Nelly and Kelly, but you tell me that you ready. I believe you won't deceive you, so I hold you nice and steady. Wipe your tears with my finger. I'm a rapper, you a singer. Many nights full of laughter now. Tell me, do you remember? Hold you close, propose a toast to the one that I love the most. Other women try to boast, but none of them could ever come close. All the love I feel inside is keeping me alive when I look into your eyes. It's keeping me alive whenever I see your smile. It's keeping me alive. Thoughts of us having a child. It's keeping me alive. I would die for you. <laughs> give my life for you. <laughs> give my day. Give my evening and give my night for you. <laughs> I'ma succeed. Proceed to fulfill my dreams and share it all with my queen. Cause you already know one thing. I love and base just on some green. You deserve the finer things. Necklace chains and diamond rings. When we get the same last name, every then your friend will stop playing these games. But until then, he on thin ice. Lately, things ain't been too right. I guess it's just the stress of life that makes me a little bit less than I apologize. Please don't cry. Try those tears from beneath your eyes. Head to the sky. Show your smile. Never give up and always try. When we apart, it hurts sometimes. We made it through the worst of times. Our time to shine. I'm glad you mind. We can stand the test of time. I appreciate you, the best thing I did was date you Never hate you, congratulate you Show you love whenever I face you Make me happy to be alive, to make you happy I'm gon' strive, be the best that I can be You and me will always survive All the love I feel inside Is keeping me alive When I look into your eyes
What's up, Straight Talk Society? This is your boy Trevor, and I am back with another episode of the Straight Talk Sessions right over here live on YouTube. Uh, let me, y'all know I always got to do it. I need, I need a mic check. I need a mic check. To those of you that's in the clouds watching, I can see the views. Please hit that like button when you come in the building. We got a good show for you tonight. Um... Let me let me get something out of the way real quick before I bring my guest on. Y'all know what I said. Whenever y'all hear that song, you know that I'm not alone. Uh, Nini will be in the building with me real soon. What's up, Tequila? Um, let me just say this. I'm a I'm a real big. I'm a, I'm a I'm a real big proponent of of loyalty. And if you if you support somebody and you're loyal to somebody, um, then it should be reciprocated because I'm I'm not I'm not one for fraud. Let's just put it that way. So with that being said, this will be the only place you see this beautiful face over here in the Straight Talk Society. Nowhere else, unless I'm doing my debates over on SVDL, you will never see me on anybody else's panel. That's all I gotta say about that. So now that I got all that out of the building, out, out of the way, um, got a good show for you tonight. Let me bring on the queen of the straight talk society. What's going on, baby? Hey, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, awesome. All right, so we got an interesting, um, got an interesting weekend coming up. Yes, we do. Yeah. So just so you guys know, let me let you in a little bit. Um, my wife's birthday is Sunday. And then right after that, the next day, my daughter's birthday is on Monday. So I got a real <laughs> so I got a real busy weekend. Like the fact that they were <laughs> that my daughter was born the day after my wife's birthday is 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 crazy in itself, but yeah, so we got a real busy weekend, but we definitely wanted to give you guys a show tonight. And the show that we're doing tonight is a very interesting show. Um, it's going to be about parenthood in the black community. So, you know, we thought that that would be a good, um, that'd be a real good show because, you know, it, it's it's just, it's a topic that nobody, that that there's not a handbook for it. So we were never taught how to be a parent. So I'm going to kind of, we're just going to kind of throw some questions out and, you know, bounce off of one another. 
you know, we, we won't be before you too long. And every time I say that, I end up having a two hour long show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm just going to say, I hope that it's not it doesn't run too long. But who knows, however it goes. Um, you know, anybody want to join the panel, you're free to talk about this topic. I'm not talking about anything else. Um, you had your chance. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about anything else. <laughs> all right. So real quick, give me, give me, what's your overall thoughts on just parenthood? It ain't easy. <laughs> I just leave it at that. It's not easy. It's very rewarding, but it's not easy. And it's a lot of work. So, okay. So your concept of parenthood, was it like, what you dreamed because we know you know i often say this a lot um little girls they dream of their dream wedding they they have their wedding planned out they know what their wedding is going to look like they know what their dress is going to look like so likewise with being a parent a lot of times they already have it planned out like oh man when i'm a parent i'm going to do this i'm going to take my my kids here we're going to do this we're going to do this we're going to do this has it been that easy for you has it has it been what it what you thought it was going to be well first i'll start by saying because i've heard you um a few times and other people you know say that women you know we dream of being our wedding day and wives and all of that and while i always knew i wanted to be married that's not what i had always dreamed of i had always dreamed of being a mother you know i wanted to get married of course but that had that had always been my dream from the time that i was a child was to be a mother so, um, you know, you have all of these thoughts in your head, like, okay, this is the time frame. I'm going to have my child and I'm going to do this and do that. And obviously mine started off not the way that I had imagined with her coming as early as she did. But the, the time that I've been a mother, almost eight years now, I can say it is what I had imagined. Like I didn't imagine it to be perfect. I knew it was going to be a learning process and all of that. But the joy that I experienced being a mother and raising our child, it is what I had imagined. So let me ask you this question, because and and so you guys see nobody's exempt from me. No, <laughs> no nobody's Go exempt. Go easy from on me. me now, please. Um, and we're talking about parenting in the black community. Were, would you have been okay with being a mother before you were married? Honestly, yes, I would have been like it would not have been my ideal situation, but I would have been OK with that. That's how much I wanted to be a mother. Would you have been would you have been OK with just being a mother and never being married? No, I don't know. I would not have been OK with that. That's 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 interesting that you um that you say that because we see in our community I mean let's just face it seventy two percent of of uh, black babies are bo born to unwed parents right um and I I've always said I don't think we put a value enough on marriage in that nuclear family because now you could call anything a family now um I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna that's not this show I'm not gonna do that this show. But <laughs> but any anything could be called a family now. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like that family structure has completely been 
just hoard out basically. So it's like, you know, um, babies are born to unwedlocked parents. I mean, and you know, shit happens. A lot of times shit happens. You know, right. we had, we're grown ups. We had sex. You're not always protected. No, you know, in the, in the middle of things, you're not thinking about, Oh God, let me go put a rubber on her. Let me go do this. Let me go exactly. do this. So, you know, things happen, but, um, but with that said, it, it, it makes it hard sometimes with just, and this is just me talking from examples. Cause obviously, I mean, we, we had a child after we were married. So, you know, and we both raise our daughter. So that's, so this is nothing personal that I'm talking about. This is just something that I'm just pulling from examples that I've seen, but it, um, growing up though, they were, they always taught us, oh, you want to, you want to get married. You want to do it right. You want to get married first and then have the kids. What, what is doing it right? Where did the concept of doing it right come from? Let, let's have this conversation. That is, that's a good conversation to have <laughs> because I think it, it came from just tradition of what, what is supposed to be a good girl. You know, you're supposed to get married first and you're supposed to do all of this, even though a lot of those marriages may not have been good marriages, but that's, that's what was considered the right thing to do, you know, get the husband first and then have the children and all of that. So it, it was something that was just passed down that that was just, that's what they considered to be right. And, and you're correct, because when I look at it, a lot of times those people that did it right had some of the shittiest households. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, dad was out doing his thing. Mom was out doing her thing. The kids were still, you know, all messed up and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it was all right. So I, I'm just preparing her, y'all. April 2nd is right around the corner. <laughs> I'm preparing her to sit, I'm preparing her to sit in my seat. I'm in the hot seat right now. <laughs> All right. So here's a question for you. So what are some of the biggest challenges that the African-American parents face in raising their, their, their children? Who, um, preparing them to be black in this society. Like we have to prepare our children in a way that our counterparts don't have to because they are, they're looked at differently. So we have to prepare them to be strong you know, to be, to, to be themselves and the social media, like the things that I'm looking at what these children have to deal with right now. I thank God that I didn't have to deal with these things as a child growing up in the eighties and nineties. So I think, you know, right now being a parent is, is a little bit more difficult than it was back then. So we have to prepare them to, to be strong and be okay with who they are and be able to stand up for themselves and deal with the world where they're going to be constantly criticized not and not just by the people that are in their immediate circles or the people that they see on a daily basis, but people that they may not even know just because they're on social media. So there, there's a lot of, a lot of struggles and challenges that I'm pre mentally preparing myself for to have to possibly, you know, help. Leia with as she gets older 
So you mentioned um, you mentioned social media. So my next question is how ha- how has the challenges how have the challenges of parenting in the black community changed over time? Biggest thing is um, social media. Um, yes, so definitely. let's let's talk about the the effect. Um, we're gonna do a show, me and Dr. Mia, in a couple of weeks. The unsocial side of social media, but let's talk about the effects that social media has on um raising children because you know when we were growing up they limited our tv time you know we had to be outside we had set time to do homework we ate dinner at the dinner table um now these kids are glued to their phones they have kid they have phones when they're young and i'm guilty i bought my daughter a phone when i think she was three um you know so i'm guilty of that but these kids have phones, they have tablets, they have access to YouTube. Like, I'm so surprised every time I see my daughter navigating <laughs> like through, a pro. Yeah, like navigating through electronic stuff, man. And I'm just like, damn, you know, and here I am. <laughs> here I am still trying to <laughs> how to make a, a, a YouTube thumbnail. <laughs> and she's just sitting there <laughs> doing all this stuff. I'm like, good God. Like, what's going on? So what what role do you think social media is, is playing for the bet? for the better or good or both um, in raising children? Um, I think it has its benefits. Um, Being able to be exposed to things that they may not be exposed to. Like right now, Leia, the fact like she, when she's doing her homework and things like that, she knows how to like go and Google certain things and just being able to expose them to other things that they may not have ready access to. Because let's be honest, like we don't have like, and I'm maybe bad for saying that because I'm a teacher and a mom, but we don't have dictionaries in the house, but she knows like, okay, I can go on the computer or things like that. As far as the social media aspect, um, just being able to connect with, with her, her peers. And because they are so young, they do have social media accounts. So I monitor it very heavily, but the fact that she's able to, you know, see what's going on with, you know, her celebrity, her celebrities that she follows and things like that. So the little innocence of it is okay right now. But I, then the negative part comes in as they start getting older and they start abusing social media. The bullying gets taken to a whole nother level. Like as a child, I was bullied. But once I got in my house, that was my safe space. I just had to worry about the bullying when I was at school or on my way home from school. But once I got in my house, that was my safe space. Now, because of social media, your home is not even safe anymore because they're like addicted to the social media. And even though they know it may be, you know, maybe I can just stay off of it and then I don't have to worry about it, unfortunately. And the reality is it's a big part of what their life is right now. So they can be in the comforts of their home and they're still not safe. They're still being bullied. They're still being taunted. So I think as, as parents, we need to, one, teach our children how to be responsible with their social media i don't think that you need to like just get rid of it because it's not going anywhere but teach them how to be responsible with it um is really important and that's why what i'm trying to do um with our child (laughs) so i i think it has its pros and its cons but it's about just being responsible with it and teaching the children sadly we have some adults that are not responsible with social media so well so (laughs) so um so today there was a there was a video that was going around um yeah, yes. i want to say it happened yesterday where a young lady was um basically ran over by a car um 
right in front of our old high school and multiple times yeah <laughs> and and if that wasn't alarming enough it's it's the fact that people are, are standing there recording it first of all instead mm-hmm. of trying to get this person some help then just before i started this uh fired up this stream i was sent another video i can tell y'all man i get i legit got over 200 different things in my instagram um dms about stories and shows that i should be doing so because you the man i hear so, these podcasts <laughs> so I, i'll be good <laughs> trust me i'll be good um so it's like uh we get another video where there's like six young middle to high school age girls i mean just throwing down in the middle of the street and you hear i hate to say it you hear the black women are the ones recording it like oh girl get up girl instead of breaking it up and then here's the and then here's the thing that i was like oh what really made me be like ah damn guess who broke it up some white people i'm gonna say a white person wow just another black guy just 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 another black guy i mean just another thing to just look at and be like huh just another black guy all right so <laughs> we got to do better yeah we get we got to do better man and that's the problem because people say oh trevor you focus on the negative too much well you know we, we could easily be like you know the dolphins the dolphins won a super bowl in 1972 it's now 2023 <laughs> i can't keep living on that 72 super bowl i wasn't even born then so you see what i'm saying exactly. that was re- that was really good but I don't know about it. I wasn't living there. So I need to focus on the stuff that needs to be changed, which is right now, which is present in front of me. So I got another question for you. So how can African-American parents balance teaching their children about cultural heritage while also preparing them for the modern world? One thing that I think that we can do as far as the cultural heritage is having the family, the family dynamics together, you know, like, I started learning a lot of things about my culture because I had my grandma and my grandfather and my mom and all of us, we were together. We had that family unit. And I think that that is missing in a lot of our, um, our black communities, not saying all of them, but it is missing in a lot of them where you have that, that family dynamic with the grandma, the great grandma. Like I remember my great grandma going to her house and things like that. So having that family dynamic so that you can pass on that culture and you can, they can see firsthand, like, okay, this is what my culture is. This is how we do things. But then also now, because we are living in a different age with the technology and all of that, and all of the things that are changing, still allowing them to experience it. Don't shelter them too much, but allow them to experience what's going on in today, but have that balance, have those conversations. I think conversations are very important with our children. And I think it may be missing in a lot of our black families because we don't want to talk about stuff because things are uncomfortable, but sometimes we need to have those uncomfortable conversations so that they're not going out there trying to figure it out from their friends and out there in the streets. So our family has a a good dynamic because I'm Jamaican, you're American, and we kind of just blend like we were. um, So I'll I'll a lot of times implement my upbringing and things that right because you'll hear me say it a lot of times be like damn when i was seven i was doing this and then you'll just look at me 
You'd be like, cause because it's the way it's like when I was brought up, like one thing I tell you, my stepmom, um, God God rest her soul, when she she taught me when I was seven. Um, and this was this is growing up in the time in the eighties where we had to when you ironed, you ironed all the clothes for the week. So every Sunday she'd bring the clothes of the iron bag of clothes and I'd have to sit there and she taught me how to iron everything. And I'm talking about those creases, Mm -hmm. like those hard creases. She taught me how to cook when I was seven. She taught me how to, um, she taught me how to clean up when I was seven. And she told me, and she always told me, she said, the reason why I'm doing this is because I don't ever want you to have to depend on a woman to do these things for you they got to be able to bring something else to the table. Like, because they can't say like, oh, I'm just cooking for you. I'm cleaning for you. You could do that on your own. Right. And so now I'm like, okay, when I have kids, then I'm going to, I'm going to instill that in them. But boom, I have a daughter that wraps me around her fingers and shit just goes all to hell. <laughs> like, I, I, I like, like I give my daughter one job <laughs> to do every week, one job. And she does not make it easy. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm like, bro, like, what, like, what are we doing here? I give her one job, but it's like, so, you know, you talk about having the conversation. So, um, a lot of that is, is like the dinner table conversations and we're, you know, we're blessed enough that, you know, we have dinner at our table. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) for the, for the longest, we would just go eat in separate rooms and do whatever we want, but then we we came together and decided like, Hey, we need to start having dinner at the table mm-hmm. and have conversations. And my wife is always good at this. She's been doing this ever since we've been together. Um, she always asked me what made you happy today? She, she always asked me what made you happy? What made you sad? And she asked my daughter that, and that's a way just to open up conversations. If, if it was nothing, then fine. But nine out of 10 is not nothing. Right. Like the majority of the time is going to be something. And it's going to be a, a, um, a way for you to get something off your chest. I think that just happened last week where I just answered yeah. like a one word. And then I was like, you know what? And I just came and back. Then and then it like, turned into a whole dialogue. Like, you know what? I guess my day wasn't as good as I yeah. thought it was. <laughs> but, but, but that, I mean, having that open line of, of, of communication with your child is so important man because i remember growing up like i i would like the dynamic between me and my dad is is a different oh, that's a whole nother animal like i would ask my dad anything but my stepmom i was always reserved and scared to ask her things because she was like she was traditional you know what i mean like you can't have no girlfriends you can't do this you're not supposed to be getting telephone calls you're not supposed wow. to be doing none of this whereas with my dad he was just like hey <laughs> you know what i mean this is open season so you know, so we we always got to try to navigate um, navigate through that. So let me ask you what what do you think what do you think you bring you bring to the table as as a parent? Gosh, boy. Um. Hey, this is this. Hey, this is straight. This is Mr. Straight Talk, man. This this Jeez. this is what you get over here. Can I tag somebody else in? <laughs> hey, Keela, Keela, if you want to come on, um, the link is in the chat. If you want to hop on for, for a minute or however long. If I don't know if you got time or not. Um, as a parent, I bring um one, how how to be a how to be a woman, how to be a lady. I'm preparing her for what to expect being 
a female, you know, things that you can't prepare her for because you have not experienced those things. So I'm able to prepare her for that. Um, being able to express herself, um, you know, as, as a woman and as a black woman, you know, they, we have as a black person, period, you know, we have where there are oftentimes where we're expected to be, you know, just be quiet. And I experienced this like at work and things like that, you know, just be quiet, just go along with it. But I, I want to instill in her the importance of being able to express her feelings, regardless of what they are, you know, experience those big feelings, get them out. And then, okay, now let's talk about it. Wait, um, one second, so one, one second. Okay. You, you don't have to be quiet at home. Huh? Your husband don't make you be quiet at home. Make me be quiet. Yeah. Your husband don't make you be quiet. Oh, okay. All right. Absolutely I just, not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Leia's giving me a hug. Oh boy. All right. But just being able to, to be a, to be a black woman, preparing her for that, being able to express herself and know that it's okay to feel her feelings. Um, someone to be able to talk to, so I, I think I'm doing a pretty good job of what I bring to the table as a parent. Leia's giving me thumbs up, so yeah. So what do you what do you think? Um, and I'm gonna ask you another question after this, but what what do you think I bring to the table as a parent? You are a great protector. Like Leia knows that she is safe. So I and I appreciate that she's over here dancing. So you are a great protector. You are teaching Leia to stick up for herself. Yes. You teach her to stick up for herself. And I think you do a much better job at that than I do because, you know, I'm the one I'll hold my feelings to myself and things like that. So you teach her, you know, stick up for yourself. Don't let anybody mistreat you in, or anything like that. Um, you, you're teaching her the value of hard work especially with the jobs that you give her around the house, even though, <laughs> even though you, she has you wrapped around her finger, you know, um, you're show you're most importantly, I feel you're teaching her what a man, how a man is supposed to treat a woman because she gets to see that with how you treat me and know that it's genuine and also in how you treat her. So when she gets out there, she's not going to, be all excited. Ooh, he can, he called me pretty. Like, okay, my daddy calls me beautiful every day. Oh, he gave me a little flower. My daddy gives me basically anything that I want. So you can't come have stepping with her because you are laying the foundation of how a man treats a woman by what she sees you doing with me and also how you're treating her. So, okay. So now here's the question. Here's the important question. So with everything that you said that I that I bring to the table, can you do those things? I, hey, Juju. <laughs> um, uh, Juju, Juju, the the the, the, the whole, you see, oh. you see what it says, Juju, it says straight talk sessions by Mr. Straight Talk. You come in here and you don't ever you know, just mess with you. No, that's my girl. She, she speaks to the queen first. That's my girl. I can't teach Leia how to treat a woman. Like I can talk to her about, okay, this is what 
this is how I would want a man to treat me. And this, you know, you don't, you know, lose yourself over a man and those things that a woman can teach, but I can't show her how a man is supposed to treat a woman. I can't be a father to her. I can be the best mother I can to her, but I can't be a father to her. So if you were, if you were forced into the situation where you had to take up my responsibility, would you be able to do it? Not by myself. I would have to seek a positive male figure to like, I can show her how to stick up for herself and things like that. I can show her how to work hard, but other things like how a man is supposed to treat a woman, I can tell her what to expect. Like, well, you shouldn't let him do this to you, but I can't show her like, okay, this is what it looks like if I didn't have another man in my life, whether it be another man or me just seeking a positive male figure or something like that. So no, not a hundred percent. No. All right. See, okay. And again, see, we never, the good thing about us, we don't rehearse anything. So she no, doesn't know. So I'm like really on the hot seat right now. <laughs> she has no idea what I'm going to ask her because the reason I was asking you that is because I feel, I feel that you would be capable of, if anything was to happen to me, that you would be capable of, um, of, of standing in the gap and doing the things that I do. But here's the flip side to that. I, I feel like you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to. I, I was, that's what I was going to say. I wouldn't want to. You yeah. wouldn't want to. And, and that's what I harp on a lot of times. We put, we put our women in positions that they really don't want to be in. And shouldn't and, have to be. And shouldn't have <laughs> to be in. And when I say that, like I'm the monster, <laughs> but it's, it's the truth. It's like, we, if, if everything that I bring to the table, we both bring two different things to the table, but it all works collectively to raise a child in this ridiculous world. If God forbid anything was to happen to me, now she has to try to bring to the table in addition to what she brings, now what I bring. So now she's going to have to carry my load, a load that was never designed for her to carry. And that's why I always say with with a lot of our kids are in the situations that they're in now because the absence of the father. We put our queens, our lovely black women in positions that they were never meant to be in. They don't have to, they're not supposed to be mother and dad. The dad should be there, but for whatever reason, he's not, he may be, may, may not be on this earth anymore. May be locked up, may, may have ran off, you know, for whatever reason, that's all I'm saying is that I don't want to I don't want to have to have a conversation with my daughter about feminine issues and stuff like that. I, I you know, I don't ever want to I'm good. Um there's things that happens with my daughter, I just say go see your mom. <laughs> Likewise, if it, there's there could be things that happens with her and my wife would be like go see your dad. Mm-hmm. Go tell your father. You know, I'm the one outside playing with her. You know, my wife's not not doing that. Well, my wife is the one sitting there doing homework with her. You know, it's just like we we play, we have our roles. Right. And that's and that and that's what I keep trying to heart, man. I guess because people and people have to understand when I talk, you're always talking about this whole gender war thing. I think the gender wars is something that's just made up on YouTube. We have a communication problem. There is no such thing as no gender wars. That's a, that's that's some bullcrap for YouTube, just to get people's sectors over. I agree. 
the problem that we have is a communication problem and a people problem. We can never, we can never get out of our own way a lot of times. We're so damn selfish. So what you hate your baby mama? So what you hate your baby daddy? Y'all created kids together. And and that should be what it's about. Like when you had kids, that's they your legacy. Always, they should always be first. That's your legacy. Like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I'm not understand. I don't I don't understand how anybody could 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 mis misconstrue anything that I'm saying for anything else but what it is. We have a people problem. We have a communication problem. And I think that we should work on our communication to get back together. And then that's the way that our communities mm -hmm. will be stronger. That's the way that 72% of babies being born to unwed parents will go down. It's a communication issue. And I think, uh, and I think sometimes we need to make better choices, but you know, that's <laughs> that too. That, yeah. That's a whole nother thing. We need to make better choices of who we procreate with. A lot of times, I mean, you just, you can't just, you can't just stick your thing in everybody. I know, I know it was cool growing up. We just, you know, you, you just drop your seed off in everybody and you dip. That's just not cool anymore. You know, we 30, 40, 50, 60, 60 year old men still doing that. Like, come on, man. Like, come on, seriously. Like at some point you have to take responsibility and, 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 and be a man or be a woman. That's it. All right. So. <laughs> Um, so next question. So, so how can how can um, how can parents in the black community ensure that their children feel empowered and confident in their identity? That conversation, listening to your child, um, don't just assume because well, depending on how old they are or don't just assume that just because you're the parent, you're the older one that you know what's best. Like I hear that a lot. And I was just watching. um what was I just watching? The Best Man Final Chapter again. And there was something else I was watching last night. And both had parents in it say, I know what's best for you. But you're not listening to your children. So I think that that is very important. Um, do you have to agree with them all the time? No, but at least listen to them. You know, they, they may not know what's best for them or just because they're trying to find themselves. As they're growing up, they're trying to find themselves and who they are, what they want, what they like. But I think it's very important that we listen to them and keep that open line of communication so that they feel comfortable talking to us and expressing themselves. And then we can have that back and forth dialogue as they're trying to grow and figure out who they are and, you know, what they like and what they want to do, what they want to be and all of that, you know, all of those things that we used to identify ourselves and oh, I'm sorry, I heard Leah, identify ourselves, just listen, have that open line of communication. So let me let me play devil's devil's advocate that's here. What you do. Did did your parent did your parents listen to you or did they tell you that they knew what was best for you? Um, well, I just speak for one parent, my mama. <laughs> she listened to me. And that's one thing that I do appreciate about. And that's what makes me want to listen to Leia, because my mom, she did listen to me. I've above anything she may not have agreed with everything that i did wanted or said but i can say that she listened to me and i felt comfortable talking to her 
my dad wasn't trying to hear that shit. I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But but here's the thing. I think I turned out all right. I think I I mean I had a I had a few detours in the road, but I still think I turned out all right. So what do you say to the to the person now that's gonna say that these kids nowadays are just entitled little little pricks? I agree. A lot of these kids are. I would a hundred percent agree with that. They are entitled. They feel that the world owes them something and it's and we don't their parents don't owe them anything other than to raise them and take care of them but the the world doesn't owe them anything so i would agree with that so i and i can i I don't want to misquote it but there was a there's a scene that i saw from my i can't believe we haven't watched that movie um what what is it called fences the one with denzel washington oh yeah and um viola yeah there, yeah, we haven't watched that yet. There's a there's a scene on there where he his son, I guess, is saying that he doesn't respect him or he doesn't love him or some shit like that. But Denzel is ripping off all this stuff that he does for him. And um I don't I don't think that works anymore. I was I don't like I don't like <laughs> I don't think I that works parent, anymore. I don't like when I hear a parent say, I kept a roof over your head, I fed you because my thing is that's what you're supposed to do. Like that per that child didn't ask to be here. So my responsibility is to put a roof over her head, to make sure she has clothes on her back, to make sure she has food. Now, all of that extra stuff that we choose to do or that you choose to do for your child, that's one thing. But to keep throwing up, I did this and this and this and this, like, okay, clap, pat on the back. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're their parent. So that's a part of parenting them. So... So my dad, again, and as you can see, so my dad completely um, raised me completely solo by himself when I was, uh, I want to say, 12. Um, that's when he he completely had my him and my stepmom had left and that was it. Um, so it was my dad, single dad raising uh, me. And then my brother came to live with us a couple of years later. So my dad was that type of dad, like OG dad, you know, I, I bust my ass. I keep you fed. I keep clothes on your back. You know, you know, the whole spiel, the whole 1980s baby, we heard it before pretty sure the seventies and sixties babies heard it all before. Um, but what my dad, but growing up, that was my dad's way of saying, I love you. Mm-hmm. Like parents did, but parents back then, I, at least my parent didn't tell me that he loved me like that. Like his way of showing me that he loved me, he was home every night or I never went hungry or I had, you know, whenever I needed new shoes, he'd give me money for it. That was his way of showing me that he loved me. And then, and I'm like, well, damn, that's a messed up way to be. But then I go back and Dr. Mia is good at this. She's always like, Oh, so Trevor, you got to go back and look at the um, you got to go back and look at at, at the family dynamic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. My dad, my dad's dad died when he was like eight. So it forced my dad to be um, if it, it, it forced my dad to be a dad to his younger brother when he was just eight years old. Wow. So. Again, it put him in a position that he had no business being in, but his dad died. So now he has a kid and he never had anybody to teach him Uh 
what you should do or no positive reinforcement to kids. That's a big thing, positive reinforcement. But it's like with me, I was like, you know what? I know my dad loved me. There's no, I mean, you know my shit. You see the relationship right. me and my Absolutely. dad have. Like that's that there's a no doubt there. But and what he didn't say, he showed it. But my thing now is with these kids nowadays, they need to hear uh-huh. that you um, and I'll say this because they watch the show, so they'll talk shit to me if 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 they feel bad. But my I got some co-workers some guys that work under me and it's like everything they do they got to come to me for my approval they need that positive reinforcement they need that positive they need that positive reinforcement and i'm like bro like i've been working here 20 years and you know the fact that i get paid you know paid every week does all the motivation <laughs> that i need and but i and i'm looking at i'm like oh you know what these guys are young yeah. I'm like these these younger kids, man, they need they need that positive um um they need that affirmation. They need and then I started to think about it and and I say, "You know what? You needed it too." And I'm I'm going to give it back to you real quick after I say this, but I never forget. I tell this I tell people this story all the time on our wedding day. I was you know, before you, you were, you still hadn't come out and it wasn't time for me to, to, to go into the, um, where a ceremony was being held. So I'm in the back, just hanging around and my dad comes up to me and he's like, what's up? I'm like, Hey, what's going on? I'm just, and I'm nervous as whatever. And he just, you know, he stands in front of me and he just looks at me and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? And he just put like, he put his two hands right here. He put them up here. And then he like pulled me in closer and he just kissed me on the forehead and he said, he said, I am so, I'm trying not to cuss so much. I ain't going to say what he said, but he said, I am so effing proud of you. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, you, you, you just made me so proud and I love you so much. And we got married when, how, 33. Yeah, look on your arm. Yeah. 2013. <laughs> he has a tattoo on his arm to remind him. <laughs> we got, we got married. We got married when I was 33. And the 33-year-old man getting ready to go make a manly-ass decision has just now been reduced to a boy because all the while I've been crying on the inside wanting my dad to affirm me. And he did. That and he and he did unprovoked on my wedding day. And it like I felt like at that moment I could have ran through a wall. I could have done anything in the world. And, and I think our kids nowadays... Doesn't matter how old you are, you're a child. We need that that positive affirmation. That's why we always try to tell our daughter, like, you know, me and my daughter have a secret handshake. Like, you know, it's just like we she 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 real clingy, but but you gotta love it because there's gonna be a day where she's not gonna want to have, you know what I mean? She's gonna be like, oh dad, whatever. But um, like I always gotta tell our lover, man, it's like you you always you just always have to just constantly reaffirm them, reassure them that you love them because these kids nowadays, they face so much, man. We think we face a lot in this world with work and, you know, getting killed by the cops and stuff like that. These kids get it just as bad. Yeah, they do. Like Nene said earlier, the, the online bully. And so we never dealt with that. Growing up, um, we'd fight and be friends the next day. 
My, Michael will tell you, me and Michael have known <laughs> each other since we were kids. I can't tell you the amount of times me and Michael got in fights and we were friends the next day. Like, <laughs> but that was now had that been now, it probably would have been different. But growing up, that's that's what we did. We just we we'd fight and we'd be friends. We'd fight and we'd be friends. But these kids nowadays, man, they got it so bad, man. It's like kids are, are getting killed and, you know, they're getting jumped in school. And guess what? They're doing it all to do this, to yep. put it on camera. Yep, I see it so much being an educator. I, I get to see it firsthand on like a dang near daily basis. It's sad. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just outright, um, outright ridiculous so i guess this question goes hand in hand um how can african-american parents uh work to promote positive self-image and self-esteem in their children um relationships having relationships with with their child uh, a lot of this for me it always goes back to that communication factor but having positive relationships with your children is very important. Um, you do want to have that that balance and that boundary of, okay, I'm still the parent and, you know, I'm not your little friend. You know how parents used to like to say, I'm not your little friend. But you you want to have, um, have positive relationships with your children. And then kind of like, you don't want to control their friends, but teach them what to look for in friends and kind of like guide them towards you know positive positive relationships outside of just the relationship that you have with them and that's one thing that i try um to do with leia and i'm thank god so far she has she's a really good judge of character and she's been making some really smart decisions with the friends that she has because i know your friendships can play a major role in how you view yourself and what you think about yourself, decisions that you make, as much as we wanna say is, we always wanna put things off on the parents. At the end of the day, you can be an amazing parent to your child, but you know, at some point, you know, they're not with you. They they still have to have that, that good angel devil on their shoulders where it's like, okay, I know my parents have taught me this, but I'm out here with these people and all of that and trying to figure out who they are with their identity and you know, self-esteem and all of that. So, oh gosh, <laughs> just so think about all. <laughs> so I think what that—that's a little chatterbox next to you. Yeah, that's her. She been stuck up under me this whole time. So I got one. I got one last question because we're coming up on the hour mark. Um, so what advice would you give to other African American parents who are trying to raise successful, happy children? Um. Lay a hush. Sorry. Um. Gosh, be 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 the example. Um, we have to be the example. We can't be jacked up ourselves and then expect to raise these whole healthy and happy children. You know, we have to heal from our own traumas and things that we've dealt with, so that we can be able to be there to support our children you know, to the best of our ability, teach them right for wrong. You know, obviously they may not, at the end of the day, they're still going to have their own decisions that they have to make on their own, but we need to be healed and healthy and whole so that we can teach them, you know, how to survive 
in this world because they're gonna they have so much that they have to deal with and a lot of times we feel like okay you a child what do you what do you know i am in my 19th year of teaching and i have seen so much these children they are in a fight and they have a lot that they have to deal with they they don't have bills and all of the stuff that we have to deal with but they have a lot of things that they are fighting with and that they're having to deal with that we didn't have to deal with growing up in the 80s and the 90s and i am thankful that i am not growing up today so you know make sure that you are healthy and make sure that you're whole so that you can be there for your child listen to them have that open communication have that dialogue seek therapy if you need to sometimes we need more than oprah and jesus you know <laughs> counseling if that's what you need get it like we have to get off of these high horses and put the pride aside and do what's best for our babies I agree. I, I mean, hell, I don't I don't have much more to add to that. I, I would just say I would co-sign everything you said and definitely um, um, pay attention to the signs. You know, because these kids, they um, they show you something's wrong with them without saying it. Yeah, they do. So, you know, like my daughter, I could I could look at her facial expressions and just change. And I just know, all right, got to go into the dad mode i gotta go into baby dad mode or you know yep. it's like it's is you just got you gotta learn your kids man and and you know and they're not always gonna tell you things because she doesn't she's just like us you ask her hey what's wrong with you nothing 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 but you know i mean you know your kids it's just like i asked my wife hey what's wrong with you nothing nothing she asked me hey what's wrong with you i'm good but they know, like we know, if you've been around anybody for any length of time, you know, you feel their vibe. And I just think that our kids now, our kids nowadays have the ability to be so much greater than we are. Yes, because technologically they're so superior. Um, but I just think they need a a a kick in the ass to keep them you know keep them in the right direction because it's like I, I always heard something they said the the difference between a, a pat on the shoulder and a pat on the ass is only 18 inches <laughs> so sometimes i heard that from jim ross yeah um like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you got to pat them on the shoulder but then other times you're gonna have to pat them on their ass and you're gonna say hey yeah. you got to get it in line I mean, I, the fact that we can't discipline kids anymore. And here's the thing, too. I don't I, I'm, I don't believe it. You should be kicking, beating your kids like as far as like whooping their ass and stuff like that. You give them a spanking or whatever. You pop them, whatever. But to be sitting there getting Give some of the old downs. yeah, the, the 1980s ass whoopings that I got. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. If I, if I could tell some of the stories, man, like I got it bad because I I, I got in a lot of trouble when I was younger. And my stepmom, like I say, was very, very strict. Like it, you know, it, it was, it was, it was something, man. It was, it was really something. So I can't see myself doing that to my daughter, you know. But you gotta, you gotta not be afraid to punish them, though. You know, you can't be that parent that you gotta punish them, so you, you gonna start crying and and you know shit like that. So. Just got you gotta you gotta you gotta give them that affirmation, but you also gotta give mom correction. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's just it's 
I mean, that's 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 what it is. It's it's um that's as straight as I could give it. <laughs> straight talk. That's I mean, that's that's you got anything else before we close out? Man, look at that. We about to hit an hour right on the head. I know. Um, I just think that overall, as a black community, we just have to do better. Like I've I've been seeing a lot of parents our age that are that are really trying, they're busting their butts and they're doing the right thing. And I commend all of you out there, whether you're in a two-parent household or one-parent household, but you're just doing what you need to do to make sure that you are raising um, healthy, whole, productive children. Um, those of you that are not, and you know who you are, like, I'm not thinking of anybody in particular, but you know, if you are not doing your children justice, like just do better. If you need help, seek help. Um, they say it, it takes a village to raise a child facts like get you a village but we have to do better because our children and again being an educator i see so much like is it it breaks my heart sometimes so our children they are dealing with a lot just being children and you as adults we know what's coming ahead for them so we have to prepare them have those uncomfortable conversations sit down listen to them um build relationships and you know, hold them accountable. That's another thing. We're not holding, some of us are not holding our children accountable. And when they get out there in the world, those other people, you know, they are definitely going to hold them accountable. So we have to prepare them for that so that they're not in all of it in this shock when they get out there in the real world, because we're not doing our part to prepare them to be successful adults out there in the real world, teenagers out there in the real world. Let's just do what we have to do to raise raise better kids yeah let's yeah let's let's just do better and and make our kids productive um citizens in 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 this world man just yeah we're, we're raising we're raising humans at you know at the end of the day so let's raise them with love and and respect for one another main thing is respect for one another because yeah. this world could um this world could use some some more respect like just the lack of respect going around is is ridiculous and you see it a lot from kids mm. um and a lot of times they get it from their parents like they watch their parents act a certain way so it's like you i mean you guys listen to me for any length of time you know that i love to curse i don't even curse around my daughter you know where where i mean if, if i'm if i'm really mad at something then it'll you know but i don't just go around cursing in front of her you know what i mean i just try to I try to I try to just foster that 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 household for her where it's a it's a safe space where she's not you know she's not used she doesn't it's not witness to that she doesn't see me and my wife don't argue in front of her you know nothing like that it's you know we just try to they deal with a lot man they don't need to be they don't need to have the the extra added stress of their parents on top of it right you know they they deal with they deal with their identity and all the other shit, all the pressures from the society telling them what they need to be and what they should be. And yeah, they don't need our, they don't need our um, pressures added on top of them. So, well, that was good. Very. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> nice and painless. This is how I love it. So, um, if you can't get enough of Straight Talk with Trevor, be sure to like our Facebook page. 
you'll get page-only exclusives like links to early shows and behind-the-scenes video footage. You can also participate in polls that might shape future shows. The best thing about our Facebook page is that's where you can get in direct contact with Trevor. You can also leave show topics, reviews, or even request to be a guest on the show. Again, like us on Facebook and thank you for your continued support.